Welcome back from the long, hollow day weekend, and I hope it was good for you. This is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup for 11-27-2023. Reading the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order, the DAS, which is the Data Analytical Services Program, a relatively obscure surveillance initiative, has been monitoring over a trillion, that's with a T, domestic phone records annually in the good old United States of America. Now, this program enables various law enforcement agencies at the federal, state, and local levels to access and scrutinize call details of Americans, including the contacts of individuals associated with criminal suspects. The White House has allocated just over $6 million to fund the DAS program, which operates in collaboration with AT&T. So, a couple things. Didn't know it was that cheap to just monitor everybody. And secondly, I guess AT&T is never going out of business. The founder and former CEO of Binance has pleaded guilty to charges of money laundering and has requested to return to his home in the UAE. Yeah, the United Arab Emirates. The U.S. Justice Department has asked a district judge to revise his bail conditions, arguing for a reversal, but his legal team contends he's not a flight risk. And under his leadership, Binance reportedly failed to report suspicious transactions linked to terrorist groups, leading to a substantial penalty of $4.3 billion. And despite this, Binance will be permitted to continue its operations. Egypt has received lists of 13 Israelis and 39 Palestinians set to be released at a four-day truce, which was brokered by Egypt and Qatar. As part of this truce, the Palestinian Islamist group Hamas released 17 hostages, including 13 Israelis and four Thai nationals. Concurrently, Israel freed 39 Palestinian detainees. And the truce between Israel and Hamas has been successfully extended by an additional two days. This extension demonstrates the effectiveness of mediation efforts led by Egypt and Qatar with support from the United States in sustaining peace in the region. Both parties, Israel and Hamas, have consented to this extension. Israel is focused on using this period to secure the return of more hostages, while Hamas seeks time to recover and regroup following intensive bombardment and military operations. Three Palestinian students were shot in Vermont, leading their families to urge the police to investigate the incident as a hate crime. The attack occurred near the University of Vermont campus. The suspect has entered a not guilty plea to three counts of attempted murder. In response to the family's request, authorities are now exploring the possibility that the shooting was motivated by hate. Well, here's an example of government officials being paid off by companies. The newly formed government in New Zealand is planning to repeal a pioneering smoking ban initially designed to deter younger generations from starting smoking to finance tax reductions. The smoke-free policy projected to save the health system $1.3 billion over 20 years is now set to be revoked, raising concerns among health experts because basically now it's smoke them if you got them in New Zealand. A passenger on a Southwest Airlines flight in New Orleans caused a stir, as it should, by escaping through the emergency hatch and running onto the tarmac, leading to panic among other passengers. Of course it would. This individual was quickly apprehended and subsequently taken to a local hospital for evaluation. As of now, no criminal charges have been filed against the person, but the incident has been handed over to federal authorities for further investigation. And it was only a matter of time before we started seeing more of these. In a real-world study, patients using Eli Lilly's Manjano experienced more significant weight loss and reductions in body weight compared to those taking Norvo Nordisk's Ozempic. 
prior head-to-head studies have also indicated that Manjaro is more effective than Ozempic in both weight loss and blood sugar control for adults with type 2 diabetes. The research highlights that patients on Manjaro were likely to achieve substantial weight loss with notably larger reductions in body weight observed at specific time points in the study. The UNC shooting suspect, who was also a graduate of the University of North Carolina, has been deemed unfit to stand trial following two mental evaluations. These assessments concluded that the suspected shooter likely suffers from untreated schizophrenia and severe mental illness, which impairs his ability to understand his situation and assist in his legal defense. Consequently, he is set to be committed to Central Regional Hospital for psychological treatment. The medical team at the hospital is obligated to inform the district attorney if there's any improvement in their mental condition. Beginning December 1st, Google plans to delete accounts that have been inactive for a minimum of two years. This measure is taken to safeguard user privacy and prevent unauthorized access. The deletion will affect personal Google accounts and could encompass content in various services, including Gmail, Docs, Drive, and Photos. However, exceptions will be made for accounts associated with YouTube channels or those that have remaining balances. The train derailment in Kentucky, remember that one, which led to the chemical fire and subsequent evacuation of nearby homes, was attributed to a failed wheel bearing, as stated by CSX. Following the incident, all 16 derailed rail cars have been removed and the site has been restored. Repairs to the area are anticipated to be completed shortly. Fortunately, no other hazardous materials were released during the incident. State officials did conduct air quality monitoring for harmful substances, but detected no traces. Apparently, if you want to escape from a detention center, Baton Rouge is the place to go. Two 17-year-old suspects facing murder charges escaped from a youth jail in Louisiana, highlighting concerns about the security at the East Baton Rouge Juvenile Detention Center. This facility has been troubled by a history of repeated escapes and incidents of violence. Following the escape, a joint search operation was launched by the police and the U.S. Marshal Service. The fugitive youths were successfully apprehended after being on the run for more than 24 hours. And nothing like using your location for an advantage. Leaked briefing documents have revealed that the United Arab Emirates has intended to use the UN climate talks that it's hosting as a platform to negotiate oil and gas deals. According to these documents, the UAE had plans to engage with 15 nations to discuss fossil fuel deals alongside commercial opportunities in renewable energy projects. This approach, indicated by the leaked documents, suggests that the UAE's actions might contradict, (gasps) what a shocker, the primary objective of reducing global emissions which is a key focus of the COP28 climate conference. My thing is, why put this down? Why why not this be a word of mouth thing? Why put it why put pen to paper saying, "Hey, we're actually going to do some shady stuff while everybody's here." Doesn't make sense. And somebody else who's putting stuff on their documents, which you would think they if they're going to do shady stuff, they would just leave it word of mouth, but according to cited company documents in a complaint, officials at Meta you know, formerly known as Facebook, has acknowledged that their products are designed to exploit the psychological traits of young users. Despite this, Meta asserts that it has implemented measures to enhance online safety for teenagers, pointing to more than 30 support tools available for both teens and parents. 
And rather than prohibiting younger users from accessing its platforms, Meta advocates for a strategy that shifts the responsibility of monitoring underage usage to app stores and parents. The company supports the idea of federal legislation that would mandate parental approval for minors looking to download apps. Because we all read the terms and conditions when we download something. And nearly 80 years after his plane was shot down in France during World War II, the remains of U.S. Army Air Force gunner Staff Sergeant Franklin P. Hall have been identified. Hall served in the 66th Bombardment Squadron, 44th Bombardment Group Heavy. Following the crash, German forces recovered nine sets of remains from the site. Through anthropological analysis and DNA testing, Hall's remains were positively identified. As a result of this identification, Staff Sergeant Hall's name will be removed from the tablets of the missing at the Arden American Cemetery in France. Plans are underway for his burial in Leesburg, Florida, where he will be laid to rest with full military honors. And that has been the Disorderly Show's DLDR News Roundup for 11 27 Y'all make it a good week now, yeah? Yeah. <laughs>